Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to Bleacher Birds, episode 44, the spring training episode. Uh, I am Jimmy, and my co-host is the cunning linguist, the quintessential stud muffin, the man who puts the you in you who, the GM of Masson, the snow miser of Maryland. He had as many passing touchdowns in the Super Bowl as Patrick Mahomes and didn't get tackled half as much. He's the equalizer the anti-bubble boy, and the guy who washes his car the day before a snowstorm. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ravens' number one wide receiver, Matt Gardner. <laughs> was that two new intros this week? Was that? Was that two new titles this week? No, it was the only one. Or was I the guy that washed my car last week? You were the guy that washed your car before a snowstorm last week. Oh, okay, I'm losing track here. Washing my I'm washing my car every day. I'm losing track here. <laughs> well, hey, no, no, no snow uh, in the past week. I don't, I don't remember. So no, 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 that worked out for me because I didn't have any yeah. fault after that. Yeah, there you go. There we go. There we go. What's up with you, man? How are you? Man, I'm loving life right now. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying a nice little day off from, uh, from work ski. Uh, it's a miserable day outside, pouring down rain, nothing going on. Um, so we just sat around the house, and uh, I listened to the Pirates broadcast of the Oriole game today. Oh, nice. So what about you, my friend? What have you been up to? I tried to listen to the Oriole game, but the MLB app was giving me some trouble. Uh-huh. Couldn't log in. I'm, last year, they double-charged me. This year, I can't even log in. And then I didn't think they were doing their broadcast, so I didn't even try the Pirates. Didn't even think about that. So I've got two theories about that. Okay. Uh, the first theory is that Masson is just going a little bit too far and trying to uh, make it so that no one can even use the MLB app <laughs> to watch Orioles games and uh-huh. to be entertained by the Orioles. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it sounds about right, right? They're coming out with their app, so they just want people on there exclusively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my second theory uh-huh. is that MLB uh, got word that you became a KBO fan last summer <laughs> and is uh, go ahead and just your – you, my friend, are on their list. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, wait a second now. ESPN is on their list then, too? ESPN is? Well, because they're broadcasting KBO. Yeah, but ESPN's broadcasting MLB too, so I guess uh, I guess you know money talks. And mm-hmm. uh, if MLB isn't necessarily seeing enough money from you, then you stay on the list. But uh, but ESPN can buy their way off. All right. Well, I, I got to get. I got to start looking into the KBO then, because again, because if I can't listen to the Orioles here, I got to do something. When does their yeah. When does their season start? Have you uh, Have you been been seeing any of that? Uh, no, my friend, I haven't. I haven't really looked into that. Um, I haven't looked into when it starts. I figured you would go ahead and give me uh, give me word of when that happens. I did. Uh, I did do a little little bit of research, and uh, since we're talking about Matt, go ahead and hit the music. So, um, a little bit of KBO news. Say so the first thing was that uh, after spring training, I guess they're doing spring training now. 
uh, none of their players tested positive for COVID. Look at that. Not a single one. Yeah. So, uh, so that's some good news, but that wasn't the news that I had for you. Uh, did you see that a former MLB player has uh, joined the KBO? Uh, I haven't seen this yet. Oh, boy. I'm going to be breaking news to you, my friend. You are. Who is it? So, uh, former MLB All-Star Shinsu Chu uh, has signed a contract with the SK Wervins okay. of the KBO in 2021, according to multiple re- reports. So, he's going home. Uh, I would assume so. Uh, Chu is now 38 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a free agent this offseason after spending the past seven seasons with Rangers. Um, you know, for 33 games in 2020, so he didn't play the full season, but 33 games in 2020, he posted a uh, 236, 323, and 400 slash line. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he, he might be on the decline, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't be successful in the KBO. Yeah, and only 30 games. That's a small sample there. Small, yeah. And from what small I remember, yeah, from what I remember, he was like a fan favorite over there. Yeah, I but, mean, you know, a uh, abbreviated, uh, abbreviated player name. It's you can't go wrong with, right? But here's the question: Is he going to be a foreign-born? Is he going to be like a foreign player over there now? I wonder if he became a U.S. citizen. Well, oh, can't he have dual citizenship? He can. Yeah. I'm just I just saw, I don't know my background on uh, Shinshu Chu here. Yeah. So we'll have to figure that out. Give yeah, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. It'll give me some homework. He was he he was born in Busan, South Korea, my friend. Oh yes, Busan. So I'm assuming, and unless he defected to uh, <laughs> defected to here to play baseball. No, I, I no. He's just been he's been in the MLB for a long time. Yeah. And so. But anyway, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see another uh, MLB player jumping over there so just one more name we'll recognize if uh if we decide to go ahead and stay into the kbo this season or not i have a, fe- I have a feeling we will <laughs> i have a feeling you will <laughs> well you want to hear you want to hear that song so i really do I, I i enjoy i enjoy hearing the song um i enjoy hearing it so much matt why don't you play it again <laughs> Oh, you got more news? No, I just enjoy hearing the song. Okay, so that'll be our that'll be our outro for the yeah. for the segment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you want to talk first, Matt? We got a little bit of O's talk. We got some Ravens talk. Um, you want to get the Ravens out of the way? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Because I know we're going to be talking about a lot a lot of O's stuff. We're going to be talking about a ton of O's stuff. So. Um, about five days ago, Willie Sneeve goes ahead and tweets out that any receiver can be a, quote, true number one, unquote, if they are in a system that allows them to be. What they do after that is on him. 100 RNS. <laughs> and uh, that tweet was then picked up by Hollywood Brown and also retweeted uh, with the 100 uh, emoji. 
So uh, Baltimore wide receivers uh, speaking up a little bit there, uh, Matthew, or at least one former and one current wide receiver speaking up. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Not surprising. Every, sooner or later, receivers are going to do this, right? Right. Like every wide receiver in the league is going to do it. There's been like a handful that haven't. I, I think like – I don't even – I don't want to like single anybody out here, but there's been like a handful of receivers who don't play this game. I don't know if they're doing it for like money or for like contract purposes, mm-hmm. but here we go, man. It's annoying, and it's starting with the Ravens receivers. And it's almost like we did have that small window where yeah. these receivers would have been happy if we won on a Super Bowl, right? And they would have been happy with their small roles in the offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now that they're not, we're not like getting far in the playoffs. These, just, these guys just want to catch as many touchdowns as they can, and they want to make as much money as they can now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's happening here, I think. Uh, you, you know, when the Ravens are going to this run game where it's very, very heavily focused on the run, whether it be Lamar or whether it be the, uh, whether it be the running backs, the wide receivers are the ones that are kind of, you know, just out of it. They're out of the game plan. It, and since they're not necessarily the stars of the show, you know, we're quickly finding out who's uh what what do you call them? not a drama queen but a uh a diva? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so apparently uh Willie Sneed, now that he's off the team and has no intentions of coming back, he decided that he would go ahead and speak up. And Hollywood Brown just shown a, a little bit of immaturity. Here we go again. Um, and just speaking up when he shouldn't, you know, Willie Sneed's off the team. Willie Sneed ain't got to worry about next year and, you know, his relationship with Lamar and the head coach and everything else. And while I understand Hollywood and Lamar are boys, um, John Harbaugh ain't going to take too kindly to this. No, but I'm sure he's, yeah, as far as Hollywood goes, he doesn't care about Sneed anymore. No, he doesn't give a damn about Willie Sneed. He's off the team, so he doesn't care about him. But isn't that the but worst? Hollywood speaking up like this. Yeah. You know, Hollywood could be in the doghouse week one. Yeah. And Harbaugh does have a doghouse. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got he's got major uh, major grudges. Yeah, I mean, Harbaugh's been known for his doghouse and putting players in him. Yeah, so Hollywood might be in trouble here. And that sucks because he was doing pretty well at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I thought he really like uh, turned his game around a little bit there. Yeah, and uh, you know I can't even remember if we decided to end the segment of Hollywood or Dollywood, or if we just uh... man, it was just straight Hollywood for like six weeks. It, it was, yeah. and um, you know I I really like I have to look back, but I think that we ended it. But you know what? If uh. If this diva is gonna come back, if the Hollywood diva is gonna go ahead and make a make a shocking return to the Ravens, um, I'm reinstating it for the 2021 season. Okay. Come football season, come the NFL season, we're gonna bring it back. We're gonna make the return of Hollywood or Dollywood. I guess we should, even even <laughs> if he even plays next year on this team, you know. So there's a little uh, there's a little teaser for you guys. Uh, in about six seven months, we can go ahead and start playing Hollywood or Dollywood again. Something for you to look forward to. Yeah, they'll be waiting for that one. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, you know, since we're talking Ravens, um, 
I'll let you know, say, I, I had a, a strange, uh, strange dream last night, and I, I got, uh, you know, sometimes they just come out of nowhere, <laughs> and, and this one truly did, um, and in the dream, I'm, I'm watching TV, and it comes across that, uh, and, and again, you can't really read things when you're, uh, when you're dreaming, or you're not supposed to be able to, but I'm watching TV, and this, uh, Interruption comes across that uh, the Ravens have traded Orlando Brown, mm-hmm. uh, finalized a trade for, uh, for Orlando Brown. And I can't remember the team that they traded into, but they only got a fifth round pick out of it. Hmm. There's, there's no way that the Ravens would only get a fifth round pick for a starting right tackle, right? Yeah. Or a starting, I'm sorry, a starting left tackle. Well, he was a right tackle on our team. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it it really was. And it's just like I I woke up and for some odd reason I remembered it, like, you know, pretty vividly. And it was just like, yeah, that's kind of a strange thing to think about. And I'm just, I'm a little concerned, a little worried. I'm hoping this isn't necessarily a prediction of things to come. Yeah. So. Well. I, I could get a little bit deeper into that and tell you that, the Ravens got the fifth round pick, but then put that fifth round in with another pick and turned it into a third round pick. That sounds a little but complicated. E- a very e- detailed e- dream. Either way, I feel like that's that's still not enough. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, if if all of this stuff comes to a head and the Ravens don't necessarily trade this guy, is he going to play this year or no? I don't know. He could hold out, just like it sounds like Watson might too. Yeah, because Watson did the same thing in Texans. He 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 reiterated that he wanted a trade, mm-hmm. so he could pull this move or he doesn't play, right? I think Watson gets traded before the end of the season or before the beginning of the season. Yeah, because you can get so much for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it, and back it, when we were talking about those ridiculous trades last uh, last week, if you can hold out, if you, there's a chance the guy's going to hold out, mm-hmm. but you can get like a. A fortune in return for him. Yeah, they're going to trade him. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Orlando Brown. Are teams really dying for him? I know the Ravens wanted a lot for him, but I don't know. No, I mean, if if there's a team that needs to protect their uh, protect their quarterback and they they don't have a left tackle, yeah, they might shell out for him. Mm-hmm. So, but I, you know, I I would think like at least like a second or uh, at least a third, if not a second round pick. There's a lot of people talking about trying to get a first form. I just don't see that happening. But, you know, a, a second or a third certainly could happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you brought up Orlando Brown wanting a trade, too. It just seems like <laughs> now the receivers are jumping on this. Uh, Ravens aren't the, isn't the greatest team to be on right now. Yeah, you, you kind of got to wonder, is there, uh, is there trouble growing from within? That's what it sounds like, man. So. No, I think it's because they're not winning. I think if they would have won something, yeah, wouldn't be hearing this stuff. I think what it truly makes you wonder about is the, um, you know, Lamar technically could be as extended. Uh, I think it was beginning either this season or next season. And, um, you know, are the Ravens going to look to do that? You know, just like, are, are they going to look to extend them or is this a uh, – you know, with all of the uh, drama inside the uh, inside the 
locker room right now. Yeah. You know, or, or are they going to go away from this quote unquote project? You know, they, they sold out last, uh, last year and they seem to want to go ahead and sell out towards it again this year. Yeah. But the, is this going to be a five year type deal with Lamar or is this going to be like a 10 year type deal with Lamar, you know? Yeah, I did see something that said both sides were far apart. Yeah. So that's, that's not good. No. But I thought they were, yeah, like you were saying, I thought they were all in on Lamar, but um, I don't know. He could be wanting one of these crazy contracts, like a Patrick Mahomes contract. So. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put past him. I mean, he's got, a, uh, he's got an MVP. He's got playoff appearances. Uh, he now has one playoff win. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I think he needs to do a little bit more to go ahead and earn that big contract. You know, Patrick Mahomes has got uh, one trophy and two Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, he's got, him beat, he's got him beat there. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see as the NFL world turns. But why don't we? Uh, why don't we jump into some Orioles? Uh, Orioles baseball here. Yeah, cool. Uh, so today. Uh, Sunday, the very first game, first spring training game of the season. Uh, I was listening in through the MLB app because it was uh, it was working for me. And so the O's, uh, a few different things going on here. Uh, the O's lose today six to four, and you know that's neither here nor there. You don't take anything from that. Um, you do go ahead and. You know, something that interested me was the fact that it was an abbreviated eight-inning game. Mm-hmm. So, and I think this has to do with COVID because they don't have, you know, 300 players from the minors there right now. So they can't necessarily sub in all these guys that we've never heard of. Right. So I think that probably has something to do with it. But um, I was listening to the broadcast and the uh, Pirates announcer said that before the game starts – the managers get together and they can decide if they want to play a six, a eight, or a nine inning game. And um, originally they were going to play a nine inning game. And then around the fourth or fifth inning, uh, they got word that Brandon Hyde said, uh, well, let's just, uh, let's just play eight. Yeah. Well, it's going well. So he's like, oh, pull the plug on this all early. Yeah. So, and I, I thought, again, I thought that was interesting, but I can only imagine that's because of the, uh, that's because of COVID protocol. Yeah, I guess he just doesn't have, like, the, the stack of pitchers that he can throw out there, right? Yeah. And then, um, of course, he got another game tomorrow and then another game Tuesday. I mean, they're going to be playing practically every day. Yeah, and Tom Eshelman was laying an egg out there. So, it's not like he would have won a few innings. I don't know, to save some of those arms. And it was also the first the first game of the se- of the spring training season. They've still got a little ways to go. And mm-hmm. uh, pitchers, you know, obviously are still stretching their arms out. So, so let's see here. So what do we want to go ahead and take from this? Hey, we'll, we'll get back to Tom Nashelman because I want to talk about, uh, talk about the pitching in depth a little bit. <laughs> so why don't we go with the, uh, go with the big story that everybody was talking about, talking about, say the Orioles, uh, tweeted out a little clip MLB tweeted out a clip um, starting nine which is another uh, baseball account tweeted this out apparently everybody was all over it Trey Mancini returns uh, you know a year after uh, a year after being diagnosed with colon cancer 
And, uh, you know, he goes ahead, he gets the standing ovation. Uh, the umpires go ahead and recognize that uh, he's getting the ovation. So he goes ahead and dusts off the plate and allows Trey to kind of just, uh, for lack of a better term, soak it in. And, uh, you know, the, Trey was interviewed afterwards and he said he was having a difficult time holding it together and he almost had uh, had tears building up. I bet. Um, but he also said that it didn't even feel like it's been a year since he's been out in the uh, out on the field. So that's good. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's amazing that he's back and played in the first spring training game. Yeah, so he plays in the first spring training game. He gets his first at bat and gets a gets a single on his first at bat. Yeah. So he gets uh he gets that monkey off his back, which is just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go ahead and you get that first hit out of the way, and you know now it's time to go ahead and play ball. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure the nerves were a little bit much for Trey today, so it's understandable why he didn't necessarily play a whole ball game. And again, just like with the pitchers, it's it's the first game, so uh, give him a little bit of time. Did you um, see, did you see a clip of the hit? Were they showing it anywhere? Yeah, if you uh, if you jump on Twitter, say the Orioles tweeted it out. Um, of a few other sources tweeted it out, but the best thing to go to would be the Orioles Twitter account, and they've got it. All right, so I got to check that out. But uh, what did you think about the pitch that he got to hit? Was this like a Derek Jeter last at bat, last pitch kind of situation here, or was this like a legit? <laughs> You, you're saying that you're saying that you think it was grooved. I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I just want to know what you thought about the pitch because I did not see it. So Birdland, hear I'm, me out. This I'm not saying anything here. That is at Bleacher Matt on Twitter. At Bleacher Matt thinks that the ball was grooved for Trey Mancini um, oh. to go ahead and get that first single after coming back from battling colon cancer. No, 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 no. I'm just and, doing my job and asking a question here. <clears throat> Well, I'll, I'll I'll let you know, Matt. Say it. It crossed my mind too, <laughs> um, and I was just kind of curious if maybe they grooved it a little bit, knowing knowing what was going on. And honestly, like MLB's been doing a pretty good job of covering this and making this, uh, you know, kind of a uh, a heartwarming story of, of Trey battling and coming back and everything. So it's very possible that the pitch was grooved. I, I didn't pay enough attention to it to tell you. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, but um, but it's certainly a possibility. We'll, we'll have to check it out. I like I gotta watch the video. All right, so but no, I watch... think. But I do think it's great, man. Either way, it's like that's amazing. It's still yeah. hard to hit a baseball. It's, uh, I'll, I'll say that it's like you still gotta you still gotta hit it. It's just like steroids, man. You can take as many steroids as you want. Mm-hmm. It's still hard to hit a baseball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you still have to go ahead and make that contact with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and like I said, say I think uh, I think Trey was a bundle of nerves, had a lot of nerves going on that he went ahead and sat aside for that uh, for that first at bat. Um, you know, unfortunately, again, thanks to Masson completely dropping the ball and not uh, not broadcasting the Oriole games. Orioles baseball on Masson. Be there for every game. Be there for every defining moment. We didn't get to see this, but yeah. apparently at the top of the first inning there was a miscue. Uh ground ball to Trey. He went to go ahead and turn a double play. Uh hit the runner in the shoulder with the ball, and the ball bounced into the outfield on what could have potentially been a double play ball. 
that would have gotten Tom Eshelman out of the first inning with uh, with no runs scoring. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it, again, say nerves can be a thing, um, and you know, shame on Masson for not giving us the ability to find out whether or not that uh, whether or not that was even legit or not. You know, I mean, it could have just been just a fluke. Um, but again, we're we're basically going on opposing teams broadcasters broadcasting on the radio. Right. So when that happens, you hear nothing but excitement from them, and you don't really get a true idea of what was going on in the play. Yeah. And let me tell you, it, excitement from uh, the Pirates broadcasters might be just as exciting as excitement coming from golf broadcasters. <laughs> well, wait a minute. You got to give them a break. It's the first preseason game here. Yeah, those guys were dry. And it's the Pirates. <laughs> <clears throat> Matt, my friend, you're, you're, you're a fan of Chipotle. You know when those chips are just so dry that you just you get no flavor, you taste nothing, and you're just completely disappointed because you go there for the lime and the saltiness and the fresh chips, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while you just get those dry, stale ones. Mm-hmm. That's what the Pittsburgh Pirates broadcasters were today. Mm-hmm. Dry, stale broadcasting. The only reason why I was still awake was because it was the first spring training game of the season. I gotcha. Well, so, well Mantini will be fine. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, um, this is first yeah, look, over a year. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what he does over the next uh, next few games and seeing seeing where he goes with it. But uh, he looked perfectly f- or the clips that we saw, he looked perfectly fine, um, and he was saying all the right things after the game. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Trey will be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's great that he's back, man. Birdland Sports for fans by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Let's see here. In related news, uh, let's see where we want to go. So we had our first uh, first dong uh-huh. by the O's. Uh, it was not a dong after dark as it was a one o'clock game, but it was in fact a dong and it was a deep dong. Um, you know, ladies love the long ball and, and this dong just kept on going on and on and on. And the deep dong belongs to Yisniel Diaz. <laughs> did they get a distance on it or what? What's going on here? Uh, I did not see a distance on it, so I'll have to do more research uh, for the future. I mm. uh, did not get the distance on it, but that ball was smacked. All right, I got to watch. I got a whole bunch of videos to watch, I guess. You you really do. I'm I'm very disappointed in the fact that you did not watch the uh did not watch the clips. Well, you know. Let's not make it seem like I'm lazy here. We're we're recording this immediately after the game, right? Immediately after the game. We're yeah. we're talking a uh, a full fledged four hours after the ball game. So you clearly did not have any time at all to go ahead and watch a twenty second clip of a home run. Oh come on. Uh, Called me out. There's there's a Star Wars marathon on today. <laughs> Oh dear Lord Almighty! So <laughs> here we are discussing the Star Wars marathon while uh, while talking about the O's. <laughs> uh, um, so well, the dark side runs deep with Matt. Say, uh, you know, Yosniel Diaz is he making a uh, is he making a case for the outfield? He better make his, a, uh, with this one homer. He better make a pretty good case because there's like a hundred outfielders that want those three spots. <clears throat> 
there are. Um, but if Diaz just keeps on crushing the ball, and I know we're one one game in, so slow down, Jimmy. Um, but you know, if Diaz keeps on crushing home runs, if if by the end of this week he's got four home runs, you know, four home runs, five home runs, like, <laughs> I mean, there's no denying this guy, right? Yeah. So where do if Yasniel Diaz outperforms, he would have to be our starting left fielder. So, would that be a outfield of Diaz, Mullen slash, slash Hayes in center, Santander at right, and then does that bump Mountcastle to DH? DH in first base. Yeah, and and you know if Mount or if Mountcastle and Mancini are rotating DH in first base, mm-hmm. could we potentially? Uh, could we potentially have a reason to cut Chris Davis? Uh, there, there's plenty of there's plenty of reasons. <laughs> yeah, but a legit reason that the Orioles can't even deny because we're going for this youth movement. These players have already they've already played except for Diaz. Everybody's already played except for Diaz up in the majors. Mm-hmm. So if Diaz outperforms and shows that he's an everyday player and he's ready to go, um, do we just go ahead? Do we finally cut ties with Chris Davis? Well, I think that's... And then all of a sudden just have the rotating Mountcastle slash Mancini at first base in DH. That's what everybody wants. But the sad thing is the way they're running this team, that's not what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna put these guys where they can play all year and keep developing, right? So I have a feeling Davis is going to be on the team the whole year. And either Diaz or... I hate to say it, but Mountcastle might even go down. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like Diaz will definitely not make yeah. the team, and either Hayes or Mullins or <laughs> Hayes or Mullins are going to have to fight for that center field spot, and one of them's going back down. Yeah. Um, now you know. I mean, the the outfielders, the outfield is always going to consist of four guys. It's going to be three and a backup. So, you know, we didn't get to see Hayes today, but again. Hayes Mullen seems to be the rotating idea of center field, and you know Hayes proved that he could play left field if necessary. But if we're penciling in the idea of uh, Diaz in left, Santander obviously in right, um, Hayes Mullen seemed to be the other two. So yeah, you would think that uh, Mountcastle, um, DJ Stewart, and um, who else am I forgetting? But those two guys right there, um, you know, there's only so many yeah, spots. Yeah, no, this, this just sounds and, like a mess. And if Trey and Chris Davis are hitting first base slash DH, okay, maybe you can sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Mount, Mount Castle in there somewhere. It sounds like DJ Stewart's the odd man out. Yeah, he'll definitely be the odd man out. So, but that's also assuming that uh, Mullins and Hayes both stay up in the majors as well. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. But of all, uh, of all the guys that I named right there, you know, Diaz. The only thing that's holding him back is the fact that he hasn't been mm-hmm. up yet. So they don't necessarily want to start that clock. But if this guy's outperforming every everybody, it's kind of hard to go ahead and say, 
you know, head on back down. We're going to keep uh, Cedric Mullins, who's hitting 116 right now, or we're going to keep DJ Stewart, who's hitting absolutely nothing, but he's got three uh, three home runs right now. You know, or we're going to go ahead and keep Austin Hayes, who's struggling right now, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. You know, and again, I don't want to single anybody out or downplay anybody, but it just seems like those are the guys that most likely would go down to me. I don't think Mount. I don't think Mount Castle has a uh, possibility of going back down. I think he's on this team, and I think he's staying up. Well, they they got a they got a lot to think about on their hands here. So, what it, what it really sounds like is they might be putting one or two of these guys up for some trades because this team is just like wiping everything out. And I don't think anybody's really safe right now from trades. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd hate to have to make that decision. But you're speaking of a uh, long ball here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this or not, but I, they showed like who had the longest home runs last year. Did you see? Did you see mm-hmm. that article? No. I All right. Up. Let's let's see if you can guess who had the longest home run for the Orioles. The longest home run of yeah. last year. Hmm. Uh, you got some options. You got. Here. You got. Oh, you gonna give me some options? Well, here? yeah. I mean, I'm just get, I'm just refreshing your memory here. Who was on the team? You got Mountcastle, Nunez, um, Santander, some big some big heavy hitters there. Yeah, you, you got the answer there, right? I got the answer in front of me. Yeah, you got the answer. Okay, and, but I am. So, I'm gonna ask you who had the second home run, the second longest home run, as well, right after this. So think about that too. All right. <laughs> How about I I give you an answer and then you give me uh, four options if I don't guess it first. Oh my goodness! Okay. All right. So just go ahead and start writing down four names or start thinking of four names. I'm gonna go with Big Fat DJ Stewart. <laughs> that is wrong. Ah! <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna give you some people to choose from here. All right. Um. So the longest home run. You got Mountcastle, Nunez, Rio Ruiz, or Santander. All all those guys can can smash. Rio Ruiz is so randomly put in. Oh, but his home runs, man, they were no doubters. Remember when he went on that little tear in the middle of the year? He was was cranking. Clearly, I don't remember well enough. Um... You know, just just because I think it's so random that his name's in there, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> All right, well, I threw you off. I didn't mean to throw you off, but you gave me, you gave, me, you made me give you so many options here. It's obvious. Um, you pick pick the obvious one out of that whole bunch. Uh, yeah. Hander? Now here's the. This is what I really wanted to get to. The, the trick. Who who had the second longest home run? All right. No options. Who who, who um, just pick the guy on the team you would not expect. To have the second longest home run of the year, chance <laughs> Did he hit one? I he, I'm sure he hit one, but that's a big guy, man. I'm, he can hit one pretty far. All right, well, well I'm 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 whiffing on this right. game. So who's so who's it was our boy Cedric Mullins? Yeah, wow. isn't that crazy? Really? I think it was like Santander had 427 feet and Mullins was 426 feet. Wow. So, uh, but I did want to talk about him because he's making a case to be the uh, starting center fielder. Yeah, I mean he he certainly made his case when he was uh you know his his fielding was never in question it was always his hitting and uh, he made a case when he discovered or, or 
or figured out that he could go ahead and bunt. And, um, you know, he would bunt for a hit. If the, if that third baseman would come off the grass, oh, he was dropping it down and he wasn't afraid to, um, you know, that's what we were always talking about. You know, Chris Davis obviously doesn't have the speed for it, but we were always saying that Davis should do it every time that they shift Mm -hmm. on him. But, um, you know, Mullins isn't afraid to drop it down. (laughs) And, um, even today, say Mullins went one for three today. Yeah. 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 And he can hit a home run as he he's proven. I didn't even realize he hit one that far. But um he yeah, also he, he, he made a change this year too. He's only batting left this whole year. He's gonna see if it works out for him. Which makes Yeah, so I thought that was interesting, uh going from being a switch here to only batting left. I guess I guess that'll help your focus, but um you know, nothing's also to say that midway through the season, if he's struggling batting left hand against the left hand pitcher that, you know, I don't just go ahead and tell him, say, just go ahead and try bat right hand and see what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I think he's... So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a move that Mullins made on his own. Um, but again, there's, there's nothing to say that he can't change his mind midway through no, the season. No, no, it's not like you have to lock down either being a switch hitter or batting. <clears throat> you can walk up there and stand with your back facing the pitcher if you want. As long as you're in the batter's right. box, but um, yeah, it's just uh, his numbers, right-handed hitting, were like no good. So I can see why he did this. Yeah, it's kind of he's a hard thing to do, man. I think he's a natural lefty. So imagine, like, I guess he did it when he was young too. But having to hit major league pitching from both sides of the plate, I can see uh, why you'd want to switch and just choose one. Yeah, so he's uh, so he's just what do you call it, simplifying things. Just go ahead and bat him yeah. left-handed. And uh, another guy who seems to be simplifying things is uh, Chris Davis. <laughs> so we mentioned Chris Davis. We mentioned uh, there's there's a lot of big hype about him uh, supposedly changing his swing and um, a lot of just very, very unclear information coming from Davis. And it was just basically when you see it, you'll know. And that's basically kind of what it was. So Davis goes ahead and changes his uh, changes his batting stance, um, and it's got the same result: uh, strikeout and what should have been a pop out, but the outfielder dropped the ball. <laughs> did you see the new swing? Uh, I saw the new batting stance. Okay. Uh, did Did I not send this one to you? No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any videos. Yeah, so the only so thing I'm going to go ahead and send this to you. The um, the the biggest difference here now that he swung the bat. is that no it, it it's that Davis has become even more comfortable uh, to the point of where now he just rests the bat on his shoulder whereas previously he kind of lifted it up okay. a little bit now the bat's literally resting on his shoulder and I just sent you a photo so you can kind of take a look you might have to zoom in a little bit he he looks about as relaxed as can be up there and uh, this was right before his first at bat where he struck out <laughs> so he's pulling a Cal Ripken here. Yeah, was that was that uh was that Cal's batting? Well, Cal Ripken had like twenty batting stances, but one of them one of them was definitely the bat was like resting on his shoulder until the last mm-hmm. second. So maybe he's taking maybe think, uh, Ryan Ripken gave him a little pointer there. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of Orioles Twitter were joking around thinking about the fact that uh that Davis was going to go ahead and develop that wide open stance where you're basically like looking right at the pitcher, uh, like with your chest. Who was it? Was it Tony uh, Tony, Tony Bautista? Bautista yeah. 
Yeah, that had the open stance. We were joking about him having that and hoping that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but like, it looks like he's he's just simplified things. This is what he's going to go with now. So the older you get, the like less movement you need to have in your swing, and that looks like what he's doing right now. So he needs to, he needs to get that bat like closer to the the sweet the sweet zone quicker. I think the only people that mm. can have that batting stance with like facing the pitcher are like. I don't know, like 22 to 28 year olds. But after that, you got to get your body like in swinging motion, like before the pitcher even gets started. Oh, yeah, because that ball is still coming 90 miles an hour to you. And, you know, you're just getting older. So your reflexes are getting slower, regardless of how much of an athlete yeah, they are. Yeah. So uh, facing the pitcher would not be a good move for uh, Chris Davis right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But it, it, I think this is like part of um, that stuff coming out about him not working in the off season too that Mike Borda mm-hmm. called him out on earlier. He's, yeah. I guess he's trying to show that he's trying something here. Yeah. So, I mean, at least he's making an yeah. attempt. Um, that being said, I'm when Chris Davis off this team as soon as <laughs> possible. Now, wait a minute. Would uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's great, but it's too little too yeah. late. And Chris Davis isn't a part of the plan for 2023. He's not a part of the plan for 2024. He's not part of the plan. Hell, he's not part of the plan for 2021, you know, but he's still here. So give him a little time. Let him go ahead and prove himself that he can't hit 100 again and then get him out of there and get these kids into yeah. the lineup. Chris Davis so. is the is the nugget of the Baltimore Orioles that won't flush. Yeah. Nice. 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 Nice little Owen Hart <laughs> yeah. reference there. Well, enough is enough, Matt, and it's time for a change. So uh, I went ahead and I sent you and uh, you and some of the boys a picture today. And that is that we figured out what pods means to the Orioles. And uh, yeah, yeah, and I feel this is relatively big news. Um, Josh Josh Soroka of uh, Section 336 went ahead and uh, sent... Baltimore Birdland, uh, a few different pictures of things that were going on at the stadium. And the big thing was that we figured out what pods were. And pods mm-hmm. aren't necessarily uh, groups of seats with like a bubble over top of them. And I don't <laughs> think anybody was expecting that. Uh, maybe what I was expecting was like caution tape, like wrapping off like, you know, certain squares of it or something. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting plexiglass all around, but I was expecting something different than this. And what pods means at Ed Smith Stadium is that your seats are open, and then every seat around you um, that's not open is stuck together with a zip tie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Matt, what did uh, what did you imagine pods as? Uh, well, from looking at what, like, the football stadiums have been doing, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting, like, any kind of, like, bubble or anything like that, which would have been nice. Right. Right? <laughs> you can have your own little party in your bubble. That's right. But um, I was just expecting they weren't going to sell tickets, like, around your seat. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't expecting much at all. I was just expecting empty seats <laughs> being the pod. But, I mean, anything they do, I guess, is kind of good, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to keep people separated and you got to find a way to go ahead and and do it and also enforce it. So 
I can't help but think that maybe there will be a few more uh, a few more ushers um, rather than have one usher for like three or four sections. Now all of a sudden they might have an usher per section, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then just kind of policing that, make sure that people are obeying that and staying safe. Because yeah, I, I wouldn't put it beyond anybody to go ahead and manage to sneak something in where they can go ahead and cut the zip tie and you know, all right. So, I'll tell you what, though. What's that? Uh, um, I kind of like this idea, and even when all this is over, mm. I might start bringing my own zip tie. <laughs> <laughs> and when I sit down with my group or whatever, just me and whoever else goes, I'm going to zip tie like the seats directly behind me, in front of me, and like right next to me, so people can't sit in those exact seats. I think it's a great idea, pandemic or not. So, so you you're just trying to make sure that uh, that the lady with her three or four children aren't sitting behind you and kicking your chair while the baseball game's going on. Oh, uh, we've I I'm, I feel like you're talking about a specific time because we've definitely had that <laughs> where it was like we thought machine guns were going off yeah. behind us because we were getting we were getting slammed. <laughs> and then I seem to remember either I can't remember if we said something or if we just turned and looked around <laughs> and. Then all of a sudden it was, oh, I guess the kids can't have fun at the ball game. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, man, I, and I do like to put my feet up. Yeah. I know that's kind of kind of gross to put your feet on a chair, but I am six foot four and in the crammed in uh, seats there. That's right, ladies. He's six foot four, but he's taken. So uh, so back off. <laughs> well, you know how it is. You just put your you just, not not like hanging my feet over the edge of the chair. I just like to. Do a little kickstand kind of thing and put my foot up every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, well, you but know, no, you got to rest the old legs every once in a while. But but anyway, that is like a cheap solution to keep people away, and yeah. I guess depending on how many people they're going to have in the stadium, it's a good <laughs> idea. Nobody can sneak over to your section and sit down. Yeah, you know it's funny. I used to be very very anti putting your legs on the uh, on the chairs up until uh, probably a few years ago. And just like I, I would even just uh, say I would go with my daughter and uh, and Dawn and just you know constantly yelling at Alyssa, just go ahead and you know, get your feet off the chair, get your feet off the chair. But it's just like now it's like eh, you know what, ain't nobody else sitting there right now. So <laughs> well, I don't but do I it do, when somebody's in front of me. I, yeah, I never I, do that. Like I would never even think I about do that. I feel a little bit bad when that person comes up and then sits in that seat after I've been like just resting my feet on there. Yeah, but then you got you got some people doing it while you're sitting there. Like some people behind me have like put their feet up on my chair. Oh, I've never had that. Like while I'm sitting there. Oh yeah, it's happened to me. That's ridiculous. That's that's where you just go ahead and just go ahead and text your uh text your issue and your section number to uh to fan assistance and <laughs> get an usher up there to tell them uh 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 and wag the finger at them, you know? Yes. Wag of the finger. Yeah, no, I like it though. I like it. Any pods they can do, I guess I'm all for it. But it'd be too much money to put an actual like pl- any kind of plastic in between seats or stuff like that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think uh, I think I was expecting something else, but I guess this simplifies things. I guess this is uh, this is a good way of doing it. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if something uh, something different comes up, comes from this. Yeah. So again, only uh only game one of spring training, my friend. Yeah. So 
why don't we talk a little uh talk a little pitching? Say did we uh did we go over time last no. I couldn't can't okay. wait to so let's let's talk a little pitching. So Tom Eshelman in the first inning, um, at one point in time had a fifty four point sixty ERA <laughs> according to the MLP uh MLP. Oh my app. God. Uh, but by the time this game was over with, his ERA went down to nine. But he he has a nine point ERA mm-hmm. right now. Um he didn't finish the first inning. As a matter of fact, he hit his pitch count uh limit with runners on base, and Brandon Hyde was allowed to just go ahead and pull the trigger and say, nope, that's his limit. Let's end this inning. So he, he just ended the inning? Yeah. There were two outs. There were runners on base, and uh, Tom Eshelman just went ahead and got pulled, and the inning was over with. Uh, so he didn't um, – I could see why – I could see he could pull the pitcher in the middle of the inning, but I didn't know you could end it. Yeah, so I'm guessing, again, this is just a wild spring training thing with uh, just COVID protocol because you don't have all of those pitchers. And, again, so they've got uh, nine innings to play tomorrow or maybe eight, who uh-huh. knows. But they've got a ball game to play tomorrow. they got a ball game to play Tuesday. Well, it's baseball, <laughs> man. You play every day. Yeah, but – we also only have so many pitchers, and it's the beginning of spring training. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they just incorporated this into the regular season. I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna be throwing runners out at second base too. In extra innings, we're gonna be yeah, having I, seven I, inning I, games. You might as well just have a rule where the manager can once a game. How about this? Once every game, a, yeah. <laughs> a manager has like this has a card that he can pull and end any inning he wants at any at any given time. So if you got bases loaded, no outs. You can. This is your one time of the game where you can end the inning and start 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 the bottom half of the inning. You know, instead of that, I'm thinking that one uh once a game, um, the opposing pitcher can go ahead and decide for the team to have to put in a uh, a pitching machine <laughs> instead of an Oriole or instead of a pitcher, uh-huh. and they get the bat off the pitching right. machine. And then the Orioles will still have a, a fielder out there at the pitching slot, and they'll just have to hide behind the net while the machine goes ahead and pitches to the batters. Oh man, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really. I don't mind it. Uh, it's um, it, it's too much during spring training. I know they're just trying to get some work in. Yeah, I mean it's it's just weird and wacky rules. And I wonder if the Pirates are like, well, what the heck, man? We wanted to keep hitting because they had scored some runs yeah, at that I was, point, I right? So, so yeah, I was so, um. I'm gonna go ahead and jump into uh, jump into the Orioles pitching rotation today. So they lost six to four, which doesn't seem like a bad loss. Doesn't seem like a bad game, um, you know. And and again, first spring training game of the season, so we weren't expecting lights out numbers from these guys. But the following pitchers have a 9.0 ERA right now: <laughs> Tom Meshelman, uh, Handhold, Rogers, Matson. And that's it. But four guys have 9.0 ERA right now, Matthew. Ham, Hamhold? Hanhold. 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 Okay. This is a new guy, I guess. Eric Hanhold. All right. So that's not great, but that's what, one yeah. inning uh, one inning a run? Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's what it is. But it's just like the numbers just um, 
Eshelman and Hanhold both gave up two runs in uh, in one inning, and Rogers and Matson gave up one run in uh, nine innings. Okay. The uh, the difference, I believe, yeah, the difference is Hanhold and Eshelman's uh, two of their runs were unearned. Uh, so all four guys charged for one earned run and a nine point oh ERA. Two their innings. I gotcha. I gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's gonna happen. I mean. You're not leaving these pitchers out there. Yeah, the numbers are crazy in the beginning of the of the year. It's always great when somebody yeah. like holds on to a, a thousand batting average for a while. So, uh, so tomorrow's game, one oh five. Unfortunately, I'll be working, so I won't be able to keep uh, keep tabs on it. Um, the Orioles. Let's see. I'm trying to see who they're trotting out tomorrow. Well, hope. And I felt like I felt like it was announced who they were trotting out, but I guess it doesn't really matter since it's the first inning. Or uh, since realistically, these guys aren't going to be pit- be pitching one or two yeah. innings. Yeah, I mean, it is going to be interesting <clears throat> to see when uh, Harvey and uh, Her- uh, Hernandez get out there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we're really waiting for, and hopefully, Masson figures out a way to just go ahead and broadcast some games so we can see footage yeah. of that. Um, because Twitter was a good source for uh, was a good source for clips today. Um, and just listening to it on the MLB app was was, I guess we'll say it was working. But um, you know, again, not really ideal. Like I want to be able to watch mm-hmm. ball games. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. What else we got? You know what we can Uh-oh. do. And um, you know, I, I hate to get too repetitive. I know fans love it, but um, you know what? Fifty-two minutes in. Why don't we go ahead and hit the list? Okay. I gotta find the list here. Well, I tell you what, while you go ahead and uh, while you go ahead and find the list, I'm gonna make an addition here. Breaking news out of my big news window. Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed for backing out on uh backing out on the team, uh trash talking their own team, and uh just not leaving locker room drama in the locker room where it belongs. Hmm. Uh, and let's just go ahead and summarize it by being divas. Willie Sneed and Hollywood Brown, you just made the list. All right. Well, let's start it up here. We got uh, Be More Center. So Be More Center, uh, one of the two clowns that just goes ahead and changes his name to the Orioles and posting uh, posting false rumors. Uh, official D bag of uh, D bag of Orioles Twitter. Be More Center on All right. Bowie Bay Sox. Uh, Bowie Bay Sox for not having a uh, ability to buy the Austin Hayes bobblehead. Uh, they're on. Okay, DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu for re-signing with the Yankees and uh, stealing Lame Machine from the Machine uh, on the list. All right, Dr. Matt Soroka. Uh, Dr. Matt Soroka for the role that he played in the uh, Billy Basehawks versus Bleacher Birds drama, uh, just egging on the fight on and on and on. Uh, Dr. Soroka on the list. All right, and Matheson. 
Masson, uh, for the fact that I had to listen to a Pirates broadcast today. Um, absolutely, like, no Orioles broadcast, no TV, no radio, no nothing. And I know that we're getting radio later on, um, but no TV. And for releasing all that was good about Masson broadcast, um, you know, save Ben McDonald and Jim Palmer, uh, they're on yeah, what the list. A, what a mistake. And you're right. I can't yep. believe they weren't there for that first Mancini at bat back. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. Right. We got the uh, four dorksmen. The four dorksmen of the Autobahn uh, are on the list. And a little, uh, little update. I can't remember if I told you this or not. But the Autobahn uh, were contacted by the hot Irish wife. And uh, the end result is that we are going to go ahead and take a trip to the Autobahn and uh, have a free private racing. Oh, perfect. Of uh, where myself, my nephew, and uh, my daughter can all just race on an empty track and not necessarily have to worry about uh, the four oh, doors. Perfect, man. So that's the way it should be. Yeah. All right. Yep. We got the entire Ursay family. The entire Ursay family <laughs> on the list because uh, Bob Ursay decided to go ahead and move the Colts out of Baltimore in a Mayflower moving truck in 1983. And uh, Jim Ursay, for essentially just being the demon spawn of him. And uh, suggesting that we go ahead and build a uh, build a museum in Baltimore instead of uh, trying to get a football stadium or a football team. All right, uh, John Heyman. John Heyman, uh, MLB insider, on the list for uh, blocking at Bleacher Birds. Still on the list at Dan Clark Sports. At Dan Clark Sports, official uh, D bag of Australia and Twitter. Um, Still on the list because he goes ahead and claims he's an Orioles fan, but constantly uh, goes ahead and tweets about the Yankees and the Red Sox. And in his profile picture, he's wearing a Dodger hat. Um, so he's still All on right. the list. The state of Illinois. State of Illinois for stealing our hashtag IL. And when our beloved fans try to uh, look up the idiot list, uh, they're just looking up videos and clips and photos of Illinois. So they're still All on right. the list. All uh, right. Chris Davis. Chris Davis, the uh, the immortal nugget of the Baltimore Orioles, that that turd that just won't be flushed, uh, he's still on the list. Uh, the bubble boy of Elegant City. The bubble boy of Elegant Spitty. Elegant Spitty. The bubble boy of Elegant City. Uh, yeah, it works out just fine because he's going ahead and blowing his bubbles all throughout Main Street of Elegant City, and as people are walking by, as the balloons are popping on him, uh, he's getting his elegant spitty all over him while pandemic's going on. So, Bubble Boy, he's right. on the list. All right, there are two brand new additions here, Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed. Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed for being the divas of the Baltimore Ravens locker room. Uh, Willie Sneed, of course, now no longer a Raven, but uh, for an, essentially just for starting this crap, uh, they're still on the list. All right, that wraps it up. Alrighty. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, say, uh, we're going to have a record episode here. Nice and nice and short one. Um, Birdland, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on the Twitter. Matt handles at Bleacher Matt. Uh, I handle at Bleacher Birds. Go ahead and give us a follow on both. Uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or give us any sort of a rating on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, if you go ahead and drop some information, we'll go ahead and read it on the next podcast. Um, but in the meantime and in between time, baseball's back, baby. Let's go O's and, uh, we'll see you next time. See you later.
See ya. Um, you know, ladies love the long ball, and, and this dong just kept on going on and on and on. <laughs>